Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarra, and we got a packed episode here with the trade deadline past pretty crazy trade deadline pretty crazy week of injuries there's guys out for the season that didn't even get hurt this past week let's let's jump right into it but first we've got a couple pieces of news i am we are watching the thursday night football and the college game i have the over the big bet i made was over 64 and a half tweeted that out at return to play pod on twitter over 64 and a half Appalachian State Coastal Carolina two Carolina teams I'm in the know down here in the upstate right in between the two schools um looking good 35 points in the second quarter so we're right on pace here it's under 2 minutes we might get we might get into the 40s before halftime or or 38 Let's see. Uh, also, let's stick with Carolina. I have a driving update. I was on the Nextdoor app, and this is a. I'm gonna while I'm looking for this. You tell us how how you've been doing, Danny, and, and any updates you got. Oh, it's been it's been a shitty a shitty stretch for me. Not just me. Thankfully, you guys both tanked in our in our picks last week. I knew first of all this is some bullshit because I knew I was fucked for the week as soon as. So I took that Utah game as my lock. I knew my picks were screwed as soon as so they had they their star quarterback Cam Rising. This, that pick is bullshit because it was my lock. They they had no injury designation, no info at all on Cam Rising. They sent him out for warm up warm ups, had him in uniform. Those bastards even put him in the huddle at the beginning of the game and then pulled him off the field. He had a a knee injury of some sort. They just didn't want Washington State to know that he was hurt and not playing and be able to prep for the backup. So they said nothing about it. Obviously, had I known that, I would not have taken them as my lock. And not not only that, those bastards blew a 14 point, not blew because they still won the game, but they blew, they blew, they had it covered, blew the lead. And Washington State, down seven with two minutes left, kicked a fucking field goal. Why why would you not go for it on fourth down? That's a stupid kick the field goal to cover it just to fucking cuck me. But uh I digress. So I knew my picks were screwed from there. It's been a rough couple of weeks of fantasy, teams getting banged up. Uh it's been and then Penn State pulled a Penn State and Steelers just stink. So I'm in a I'm in a rough spot. <laughs> I'm in a real rough spot. Yeah, I'm obviously with you with the Steelers and Penn State. Had to watch that Penn State game. In Myrtle Beach, uh, and I drove past the Coastal Carolina Stadium. Nice stadium. Forgot the turf was teal until I turned the game on tonight. Watched the Penn State. Watched basically most of the first half, and then I started kind of watching on my phone as we were walking um, around outside. And yeah, it was miserable. It was miserable because we had hope for most of the game, but the and the people I was with. Carolinians, they they don't know Penn State, Ohio State, other than Ohio State's a, a juggernaut. What's the score? And I was like, Penn State's up nine. It's the end of the third quarter. And they're like, oh, that's good. And I said, no, it's not. There's impending doom coming around the corner. And uh, you'll you'll know about it. You won't have to ask. You'll, you'll know when it happens. And uh, yeah, like clockwork. Like clockwork. 
fucking but, Penn State, James Franklin, bald fucking head. Him and Matt Canada can just fuck off with their bald heads. And Tessa was out running errands or something. I don't know. She was gone. I don't remember what she was doing. But she got home and I'm obviously watching the game. It was like third quarter or whatever. She sees the rub and she's like, oh. oh. And I'm like, no. She's like, she's like, why aren't you happy? I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I've, I've seen, I'm like, this is a rerun. I've seen this one before. I'm like, this is going to get real ugly really fucking quick. Yeah. No, that is, um, that's what we, well, we should have tweeted that because that was free money for like any sort of Ohio State. Maybe like, I don't even know what they were because, I was at the beach, so I wasn't just like sitting on my couch. I would have hammered Ohio State like minus four, minus five if Penn State was up nine, and that's what like the spread was. That's uh, easy. So, yeah, okay, but I found this next door uh, message here, and this is down, down in Carolinas here. Whenever I'm driving lately, people have been cutting me off and screaming at me like I cut them off. They'll almost hit me and then act like I almost hit them. This is happening almost daily. Is everyone okay? It's almost always men traveling alone. It's scary behavior and makes me anxious leaving the house anymore. If this is you, please consider driving less aggressively. It's super unnecessary and we're all just trying to get where we're going safely. If you feel like you are almost getting into a car accident daily or almost daily, you might be the problem. Wait, wait, what was it? What was that? Who who posted that? Some lady on next door, and I I don't know her age because her Avi is uh you know a picture of like a painting. She said they they'll almost hit me and then act like I almost hit them. This is happening almost daily. I think you're a bad driver that is swerving all over the road and your your anxiety is causing you to make that even worse. And so you probably are almost hitting other cars and you feel like they're almost hitting you because you're swaying all over the road without realizing it. If I had to take a guess, everyone, there's 20, there's, well, now there's 34 comments, but there's 26 comments on here and literally everybody is just blindly backing this lady up saying yeah people are so aggressive you know what maybe you should go get checked out for a lack of coordination if you're th- if you think you're getting into a car wreck almost every day i i digress i uh, that next door has some gold on there uh it's the new facebook i i was so tempted to to comment on that uh one guy did have basically that comment uh, which I like, but he was like being a dick about it. Uh, but whatever. So let's move on to Jew hater Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving will not disavow hating Jews. That is the headline grab that everyone is using. What is happening in? He basically posted something that sounds like anti-Semitic propaganda, and he just basically wouldn't refute. Uh, anything in the movie. I don't know. So the Nets suspended him five games. James Harden is out for a few weeks with a sprained foot tendon. That's what the headline was. It was literally like sprained foot tendon. I'm guessing that's probably like his medial arch. That's NBA news. Calves are hot. I had the, I, I bet the Cavs last night. I get home against the Celtics on, on ESPN. That was in, it went to overtime, but 
felt like an easy one because I didn't watch the game other than the second quarter. So anything else? Or are we jumping into injury news? The Kyrie stuff is weird to me. It's so basically it all it stems out of. I mean, this is this is a much deeper conversation, but it's a it's based off of like the Black Hebrew Israelite like conspiracy movement stemming from like the Nation of Islam, which actually has nothing really to do with Islam at all. It's basically just like a, a not even century old cult, essentially. But it's ve- the thing, the weird part to me is that it's very it's a very popular movement amongst black americans especially like black americans with with big platforms athletes celebrities i, I mean it's the stuff louis louis farrakhan is the is the current like leader or president i don't know what you vastly notorious jew hater essentially it's the stuff it's, it's the same stuff like remember when deshaun jackson a year or two got in trouble for posting stuff on his instagram story about you know fuck the jews hitler was right kind of stuff and then uh i mean it's 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 it, so I mean, it's all stemming from that. It's just weird. Like it's been referenced over and over and over by many like famous black people, athletes. I mean, like even like after Deshaun Jackson, like uh, Shannon Sharp was on there, like on uh, ESPN, like defending him. It's just weird how like it's always been like a slap on the wrist until uh, until Kyrie does it. That's the odd part to me. Well, so, I think Ka- even- I think Kanye lost uh yeah, that's, that's he exactly. got suspended from his career yeah yes kanye made it blew it up kind of but uh stephen jackson was is was another one that was referencing it on national television without repercussions so it, it's just weird it's it's weird it's weird how this incident blew up when it's been a, a kind of a long-standing issue when no one i mean obviously like yes he deserved to be deserves to be punished for I like there's a Nick Wright. I'm talking way too long about this, but there's a there was a Nick Wright tweet. This. <laughs> let me let me let me go through this Nick Wright tweet that I that I kind of uh, appreciated that he he he's, he he posted, which I don't even like Nick Wright, but this is spot on. And he posted a clip. I actually haven't even watched the whole video, but he says, "I truly believe at Kyrie Irving's heart is in the right place, and I genuinely empathize with his search for his heritage." Unfortunately, he doesn't realize he's being manipulated by a playbook that's literally a century old to te- to pit blacks and Jews against each other, which is essentially a, a very good synopsis of what what is going on and what the Nation of Islam movement is about. And if you want to, uh, oh, Amari Stoudemire is also was he used to be big about it, and then he actually kind of realized how crazy it was, and apparently converted to Judaism himself. Actually, so yeah, this is this is not right. popular material at this point but no, uh, i think it, i think we, you came full circle you went we, from started out good and then you kind of got off the rails and then you brought it back with amari then brought it back yeah so i mean definitely something you, you know it'd be good to educate yourself about and kind of uh you know maybe speak out against and you know be be aware but it has nothing to do with sports at this point Kyrie's gonna get suspended and then still be crazy afterwards. He was crazy before. This just kind of amplified his already crazy craziness. And I guess we're good to get into some uh, NFL injury news. And and now NFL injury news. Week nine. Jonathan Taylor did not practice today. Colts are a disaster. Yeah, Colts are in trouble, and they just uh, dealt Naheem Hines uh, to the Bills, which is which is great. Great if you're in a PPR league and Hines is available for sure. Pick him up. He's going to get a lot of uh, 
a lot of catches out of that backfield, I feel like. Big big third down back kind of role. Um, but to definitely, it doesn't look like Jonathan Taylor's playing for the Colts, so fuck. Uh, Gain, Gainwell just scored oh, multiple Miles Sanders touchdowns. That's disgusting. Oh. Disgusting. On the other, on the other uh, running back spectrum, Cordero Patterson designated to return from injury, so probably inactive this week, I would assume. But uh, I somebody dropped him in one of my leagues, and I scooped him up immediately. Just kind of been riding my bench, so gonna be a big pickup for me. Definitely, if 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 you're in a league where some asshole dropped him for no reason, pick him <laughs> up for sure. Uh, expect him to be back next week. I would say from that knee injury. I agree. I expect him to return to production when he does come back. And the Falcons, first place, NFC South. And I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're going to be competitive in games. Uh, I don't think that they're going to run away with it by any means. But uh, they're definitely better, a better football team than the Buccaneers as it stands right now. So I would definitely keep an eye on and target Atlanta Falcons players moving forward in fantasy. I think they, they keep it competitive and can move the football. Let's move on to wide receivers. Two wide receivers out for the year this week. Most notably, Michael Thomas, his toe injury, possibly stemming from the old ankle injury. Who's to say? Uh, taking the rest of the season off. What do you got on old Mike, big Mike? First ballot Hall of Fame bag getter. Uh, it's, we need to take a sound bite of so that first week when he was when he had the toe injury and he was questionable all week. I said, I said if he, I said if he'll probably play because I don't think it's that that serious of an injury. But I said if he does not play, he he, I am worried about the rest of his season. I said he might sit out the entire season. So we need to go back, find that clip, and put it on TikTok because I freaking nailed it. Sucks for me because I had him in one and well. Only one league, so not that not that bad for me because I'm in a bunch of leagues. But tough loss for the Saints. They got they do have Jarvis Landry coming back from injury, so probably a decent pickup if you need a receiver or if you had Michael Thomas. Certainly won't have the high end production, but I think he'll at least be a flex option once he's healthy. Rashad Bateman. Did you did, did you say Bateman yeah. yet? I don't no, even remember. Go, go Bateman, for it. Bateman. Bateman. The other one. Uh, Turns out the injury was more serious than they originally thought. Out for the season now with a Liz Franck injury, which is uh, I'm not sure on the severity. They they he needs to have surgery. So essentially, that's where you have a ligament that pulls off of the bone, basically in your foot. Um, you know, if if it's if it's serious enough, it it comes off the bone. So need surgery. Out for the season. Tough uh, injury prone start to his career. I, I don't yeah, try- he- go oh. on. I was going to pop in and say he had been battling with this under the under the table all season, what I read, and that's why he missed two games earlier on in the season, and he tried to play through it, and then he, the, well, the Ravens reported that he came to the decision to to, to get the surgery, which I, which makes sense. I don't see the I don't see why the Ravens would say, hey, we think you should stop playing and get this surgery. Uh, because it he's at least a threat out there um, when he's on the field. Like defenses have to account for him more than I. Well, actually, in my opinion, James Por- his name's not Porsche, but it's like Porsche. Prochet, okay, yeah, Prochet the third. I think he's one of the the sneakiest best receivers on that team, and like could really pop off and elevate. But they like 
barely ever get him the ball, but I don't know. I think that dude snags balls really well. So if he's a guy I would target, uh, Prochet, I would target him if you're in a deeper league or in DFS in the in the few weeks to come. I think he has that potential, that high ceiling potential. Yeah, it, it, for me, it's more it's it's similar to the the Packers receiving core. I mean, I don't trust any of these receivers. I think it'll probably vary week to week. Just hammer hammer Mark Andrews every week, which we should. I get well. He is in heating pad ice pack, but we can bump him up. He left Thursday night football last week with a shoulder injury. He had was questionable up until game time, as it was. You know, ended up landing on that shoulder. I. Th- think it's an AC sprain. Did not practice yesterday or today. Not good look for Mark Andrews. Although I guess he doesn't really need to practice, but that's that's tough. And I think the Saints can't I think the Saints are in a spot to beat the Ravens here at home. If their defense plays like they did last week, I think they can if they can obviously limit Lamar's mobility, they will win the game. In my opinion, let's get to Keenan Allen. Also not practicing. Did he come? Did he play last week? He did play last week. He no, did. he played two weeks ago. No, October it was for twenty third. Was the last thing I'm looking at. Which was oh yeah yeah. So were they run a bye last week? Yeah. yeah. So he came. He came back and and left that game. Yeah. It's been, uh. Yeah. Does, not does not look good. Yeah, does and not Mike look Williams good, is out, especially mm. with the week off. It's still to be not practicing. I mean, this, he's one. He's getting older too. He's battled hamstring issues his whole career, so you know that's uh, definitely a, a yellow flag, possibly becoming a red flag kind of thing. More elderly so, years of his career. <laughs> uh, so it appears that. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both going to be out for this game, which leaves Joshua Palmer as possibly your wide receiver one. Palmer just cleared concussion protocol too, so he's he's good to go. I picked, I picked him up in my league with the Fab Dollars, and I was scared uh, betting six dollars on him, and I and I was the only one. I was the only one claiming fucking Joshua Palmer this week. And it's a pretty sharp league. I could not believe it. Could not believe it. I elated. However, uh, I have two wins on the season. So I think I'm fucked no matter what. And, and my team has just gone to shit. I've had to replace. I've had at least four IRs on that squad. Or just yeah. people that, that just had zero production who were supposed to be. But I, I won I won the waiver wire this week. I, I won the week. Um in in the GM category, yeah, I scooped him in two leagues where my receiver depth is uh, very pretty transparent at this point. So uh, definitely, he's a heating pad this week. I'm playing him. Uh, I think that's enough about uh and Everett at tight end. Heating oh yeah, pad him for sure. Everett and Herbert need some targets. Playing uh, at the Falcons too. Winnable game for the Falcons. Steve was just talking about home, so home yeah. home dog three yeah. point dog at home. I like the Falcons. I do I want to switch them out on my picks? Stay tuned. Let's uh, go to on the on the tight ends. We got Irv Smith uh, down with the uh, a, a more severe high ankle sprain. It sounds like expect him out. It might be for the whole season. I, I saw a 
10 weeks or something. So, that, you know, that's basically your, your whole season there. Maybe getting back for the playoffs. They did, they did make a deal for TJ Hawkinson, which I think is a fantastic trade for Hawkinson. Obviously going from uh, one shitty cold weather city in a dome to a shitty cold weather city in a dome that's actually doing well at football. So big upgrade for him. Uh, and I love, I love, I mean, I think it upgrades his fantasy value too. And interesting note, Hawkinson and Fant both, both went top 10 in their draft. Neither got a second contract with the team. Imagine taking a top 10 tight end and, and, uh, dumping Hmm. him off for within a couple years. Meanwhile, we got Friar Muth in the second. Don't, don't, uh, don't draft, don't draft tight ends early. Just wait till the second round and get a Penn State player. Because uh, Gasicki and Fryermuth are both uh, outplaying those guys. Tight end, you baby, we are. Also, I I read the <laughs> there's some way too early mock drafts that have uh, the Penn State's right tackle and one of the defenders going in the top five. Joey Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. A dog. Yeah, he is. He's fucking fantastic. I wish he was playing for one more year when we have this rookie QB coming in freshman qb coming in to actually play um moving on though uh math prater still on the fucking he i don't have to remove him from the copies of these uh scripts that we write out he is forever on the injury report this year with this groin and still limited he's been limited at practice now for two weeks so obviously his kicks probably aren't going through the uprights at practice or, you know, it doesn't feel quite right yet. So he's going to be another game time decision this week. The uh, Arizona Cardinals are home against the red hot Seattle Seahawks. And everybody is betting on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, 78% of the bets, 89% of the money. Uh, the public loves the Seahawks, so I would I would look for the Cardinals to have a bounce back after COD came out, kind of sizzled down now. Uh, but Call of Duty competitive mode is coming out next month, so I don't know if Kyler plays comp or not. But if he does, watch out because that's gonna that's where you really have to play a lot to be good at is is comp. So maybe he can hold off. He can edge himself until the uh, until the off season to play competitive Call of Duty. We will find out on Sunday. I think that's it. Oh, and then there's the center and the tackle for the Patriots. Both have a concussion. Uh, the Patriots don't give out any practice report news, basically. So they are just both questionable, and they were both limited. So they'll play. I'm sure they'll both play. And and uh, again, another huge public team is the Patriots at home against the Colts. Patriots are four and a half point favorites against the Colts. Uh, interestingly here, this is a big sharp movement because everybody is betting on the Patriots at minus five. And now the line has moved uh, Patriots favor. So Vegas is begging you to bet the Patriots this weekend. They want all of us to put all of our money on the Patriots because it looks like such an easy bet. So don't no, do it. No Jonathan Taylor swinging that line. Well, 
that that is very true. Um, well, that's I think that's exactly why like nobody thinks the Colts have a chance if you know Jonathan Taylor in or out. It's it's a very that's a very weird rat line I think uh, going on. So let's get into let's just finish this off here. Uh, the rest of these guys will give you a heating pad or ice pack. We've got James Connor for the cards. Limited at practice for feels like the third week in a row with that ankle. I I I said last week I feel like he was gonna play. I don't know what they're waiting for. I mean, obviously, then it's it's not a hundred percent, and it's not game speed ready that ankle, and they want to be cautious. But the Cardinals, I think, now are starting to feel some heat of their poor record, and this is a very important divisional game for them this weekend at home so i definitely look for connor to play here and i would i would put him as a as tough i'm gonna have to put him in my personal lineup at running back two because i just have nobody else that has that high of a floor i guess there's you know but i wouldn't i wouldn't go heavy on connor uh i stumbled through that that's probably terrible outlook for him I I'll 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 save you here. I I thought I agreed that I thought he was going to be. I was confident he was going to be back last week. It's the uh, the ankle's good now though. It's the it's the ribs that are the ongoing issue. So this is he's missed three games with it now. Um. So I'm I'm a I'm a ice pack here. It's you know lingering into more of a long term thing. So I don't trust it. I mean, if he is active, you get any on your seasonal teams, you got to play him. But I'm a ice pack for his. I don't think he has that high end value and not going to be worth the price tag in your DFS. Correct. I agree. That's what I was trying to say. I will try to edit that the best I can. Moving on to Alan Lazard. I also realize I'm talking way too loud. Uh, Alan Lazard, limited from a shoulder injury, hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, another divisional game here against the Lions. If he's. If he's catching balls at practice, I imagine he's going to try to catch a ball on Sunday, and, and Aaron Rodgers is kind of left stranded uh, with with nobody to that he feels comfortable throwing the ball to, uh, which I don't know why they're not using Tanyan more in the short passing game, but who am I? You got anything on the Packers? Ice pack all their receivers. It's Aaron Rodgers' fault. He they He... He demanded fifty million a year, and then now he has no receivers. So you plant corn, you get corn. Moving on, let's get to the Rams. Cooper well, also, Cup. Also, he fucked them because he waited until like late July, early August to even you know come to that. So they couldn't even make any offseason moves. Even entertain the idea, yeah. Uh, Sean McVay taking a big old kick in the balls, play, uh, getting Cooper Cup hit on a useless play at the end. Does not uh, help me and my fantasy team. I really need him to play. I'm on a two-game skid, and uh, my receivers are thin. So sounds like it's not he. He he, uh, he didn't practice today. I don't think you you have was Van limited or you you just wrote limited. Yeah. What did he yeah, practice they're both, today? Yeah, they're both. Okay, limited. I thought I, I thought I said that he didn't. So that's good news at least. Sounds like he's gonna play. Not, nothing serious. Just a minor ankle sprain. But I mean, obviously he's Cooper Cup. So heating pad if he's in there. For sure, Van Jefferson, I would stay away from. Claypool, we haven't talked about the trade yet. To the Bears for a second-round pick. To me, 
this is a good value for what the Steelers got. Uh, second round pick. I don't think they were going to get that for him this coming off season, um, unless he like totally popped off the second half of the year, which is not going to happen with that bald fuck Matt Canada calling four yard passes. And he can't even run him on a slant route, which would be the perfect thing for his massive body to do is to get past the linebacker and just fucking run the slant and throw it right over the middle. Easy pitch and catch. Uh, And we don't run the football. And I said, I wasn't going to ran on the Steelers. So that's where I'm going to cut myself off. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the trade. I, I do hate to see him go as much as I don't really like Claypool as a as like a person uh, and as like a competitor. He's he fu- he fucked up all through his second year there last year. Yeah, he fixed like the immaturity stuff this year, but still wasn't like didn't didn't really seem like he was taking a step forward. Kind of felt like he's plateaued. I disagree. I mean, I hate the trade from a Steeler standpoint. I mean, obviously, it's the Bears' second rounder's good value, but I mean, the kid. I mean, he's a young kid. He, he's having fun. It's not like he he was a very passionate player. Always gave it his everything. Hardworking kid. He took he takes too much shit for the TikToking juju stuff. But I, I think it's a great trade for the Bears. I mean, it sucks for him. Obviously, he'd be much more productive in Green Bay, who also offered a second rounder. Uh, so, you know, he's, he, he goes from the second shittiest passing situation in the league to now the shittiest passing situation in the <laughs> league. But he, so th- from that standpoint, it sucks, but he's, he's, he's wide receiver three to wide receiver one now. So, I mean, he's, he's available in a lot of leagues, I, I, you know, ice pack him this week, just getting there, just learning the offense, but he's going to be wide receiver one. So pick him up, you know, he's going to have boomer bust potential. He's going to be their touchdown target. And the the silver lining for him is that, you know, they have $100 million in cap space and they're going to give him a big extension. So he's going to at least cash out for this. Uh, I hate seeing him go. Um, and, and from a Steelers standpoint, you know, since they put Pickett in, the offense has been so useless that they're now last the 32nd out of 32nd scoring offense. So now you over the past couple of weeks, Claypool's been the most dynamic player, the only only player that's really been moving the ball at all. So now you take that now you take that dynamic away from the Steelers offense. Gonna be, gonna look ugly. It's uh you got Kenny Kenny Pickett. This is gonna be the only my only Steelers bitching of the year. Kenny you you, you can blame the offense. People obviously Matt Canada's offense sucks. You, we can blame the offense all we want, but is his intended air yards per completion is is an abysmal four and a half yards air yards per completion. Which is so? I mean, he's constantly checking checkdowns, checkdowns, and it's different. Obviously, Tom Brady's made a career of this, but he's he's capable of making those big throws, and he's he's eating up defenses underneath. Can you? We are just we are just checking down and getting tackled immediately. Like we are we are not we are. This is not a Tom Brady offense. We just stink. Um, and and Trubisky's seven seven intended air yards per completion is still good for fifth in the league. So even though the offense sucked with Trubisky, at least he was capable of throwing downfield. So I, I we're like, like you talked about the Bill Cowher thing. We're just doing Pickett such a disservice at this point. Just put Mason Rudolph in there. I don't know why they didn't trade Mason. What what did they keep Mason Rudolph even at the deadline at this point? It's just yeah. this is this is yeah. a ten. What uh, one more one more thing? Uh, heating pad. There's a ninety percent chance plus probably that especially being on a bye week. Steelers defense is available in your fantasy league. 
TJ Watt coming back. I know it's just one player, but when you look at the the impact with him on the field versus without, it is it is night and day. That's how much of a difference maker he makes. So I think picking up the Steelers defense, especially they have a soft schedule coming out of the bye. I think it'll be a top five uh, defense option for the remainder of the year as long as Watt stays healthy. So go I pick like up that. the go, go pick up the Steelers defense. Remember they the the one game sample size with TJ Watt they got you almost almost thirty almost thirty fantasy points getting uh seven sacks four takeaways a defensive touchdown so uh block kick so yeah they were, it's a completely different team with TJ Watt in there and the defense is actually pretty healthy right now remarkably yeah, we, as bad as Pittsburgh has been we need to run the fucking football with TJ Watt back run the football limit possessions can, can TJ Watt play running back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, but also to finish with the Bears, Byron Pringle is in his second of three weeks that he can return from IR. Like they activated him on the twenty third, so he has to play by the thirteenth, November thirteenth, for him to be eligible for the rest of the season. So he is a game time decision this week, coming off of a calf uh, injury, but that means a calf pool, calf strain. So that was in week three. I would say six weeks is a very solid time frame. I, I give him a good shot to coming back. So now the Bears wide receiving core is Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, Chase Claypool. Not bad. Uh, not bad for the Bears uh, going forward. With those three, I do like Byron Pringle. Maybe not this first week here back, but I I do like Byron Pringle as a sneaky DFS uh, play down the stretch here. Jake Elliott just shanked a freaking. I wanted five fantasy points for a fifty yarder, and I and I got a yeah that, uh, what, that minus one guy. or minus two. I don't know what it is in this league, but yeah, damn it, Jake Elliott. I um, need some stats on halftime ties. Yeah, so That's my uh, favorite bet. Are we are we on to the segments? Is that where we are? I believe so. Draw uh, of the week. Yeah, so I, I hit my seventh draw of the week of the young season last week. I am on fire. I'm actually not even – I don't even have one yet. So do you have one ready? You, let me well, – while, while we're getting them ready, let me bitch about they, – they, they postponed all these games for the Queen. They need to postpone them for the freaking World Cup. Put This last week of games – Put them on hold. It's bullshit. All these people getting hurt because we have a November World Cup in the middle of the of the soccer season. Oh man, I I'm paranoid about Pulisic or Reyna or somebody going down. Lots of people freaking England. England and France getting banged up. It's it's, it's hard out here. Timo Timo Werner just uh now he's out sprained his ankle this past yeah. weekend. It's it's rough. Lots of stars around. Uh, Hungman Son, or however you say his name, the South Korean star, broke his face, has to have a surgery to repair an orbital fracture. They don't know if he's going to be back. Dude, it, I, this Qatar World Cup is just a travesty. I'm obviously very excited. And, uh, you know, the 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 new newness, I guess, of it is interesting. But uh, it being in the middle of the season is just a travesty right now. Yeah, um, that's well, enough, enough of me bitching. As the U.S. is actually pretty healthy, uh, so knock on wood, pray to God, whatever God you believe in, pray to him because I'll take whatever prayers I can get. Um, keep our boys healthy. So uh, MLS final this Sunday, four p. Oh no, Saturday. Saturday. Ooh, ooh, that's right. There, some 
Tennessee, Georgia. Yeah. Come on, MLS. Well, I they got. I mean, they gotta. They gotta pick it. They gotta. They gotta do either. Uh, you know, college football or pro football. You know, they gotta. Well, they gotta they they put, on. Last last week's games, they put on uh, like seven, eight o'clock Sunday. So like it was like right in the gap between yeah. the NFL slate and the primetime game, and that's like the perfect spot, I think, for for this championship game would have been uh, Sunday at you know seven. 30 seven o'clock but no it's it's saturday at four during the biggest sec game so not really a way to get football fans interested in soccer because no, no one even knows this is going on probably uh the, the reason they do the mls runs on a different schedule than the rest of the world's soccer schedules but they do that to maximize downtime of other sports leagues obviously it sucks the yeah. playoffs runs through football season but it's because they get it you know in the dog days of summer when nothing else is on, you know, you're watching MLS or, you know, they, they, most, most leagues take the summer off and run, you know, late summer to late spring. Whereas yeah. MLS starts in February and runs till November. So but you, you got uh, your, you my, got my your draw. <laughs> well, my New York FC uh, seasonal bet. Hey, they made it to the final four. So, you know, I, I picked a team that, that made it to the, the final four. Not, not terrible. This game, like I said, all playoffs, LAFC probably going to win the cup. Should have bet them a couple weeks ago at 2-1. to one. Now they are minus 140 to win uh, this game within 90 minutes. So to lift the cup, they're minus 265, LAFC, to lift the cup, minus 265. Um, yeah, I, but you know what's a fun parlay if you want to is Philly's World Series, Philly MLS Cup. It'd be back-to-back days now that there would have to be a game six or seven for Phillies to win the World Series. So that would be the same weekend, two Philadelphia teams winning championships. That would be fucking insane. It can happen on the same day if uh, the Phillies, yeah. Phillies pull this out tonight. But the, the even wilder draw off to that is the freaking Phillies. and Philly and Houston are playing right now. I'm a dog barking in the background. Philly and Houston are playing right now. Twice the, the the Thursday night game and the uh, game five of the World Series. So, yeah, lots, lots just lots of weird tie-ins with Philly right now. Um, it's a sports. It's a sports equinox today. So I I like uh, some Saturday Premier League action. We got West Ham and uh, oh, excuse me, Sunday. I mean Sunday Premier League action. West Ham Crystal Palace, two kind of stale teams in the middle of the middle of the table. Uh, not a lot of goals coming out of these these sides, so this might even be a nil nil draw. But I'm a, I'm gonna hammer that as my my hashtag draw of the week. Yeah, I well, Danny's red hot. You're stupid not to take those. I don't take them though, so you know, call me what you want. I'm gonna go with. Ugh, this is tough. There's some gross games out there in the EPL. I'm gonna take one of the premier games. It is. Tottenham Spurs versus the Liverpool, uh, whatever they are, they're going to. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, they're the football team. <laughs> they do have a little, uh, little like bird thing on their uh, emblem. Well, the draw is plus two sixty over there on FanDuel. Uh, that's the last game of the weekend. Why not end it in a draw? Like it. I like it. Seems like a reasonable pick. Who's home in that one? I, if uh, Tottenham, Tottenham, 
Ooh. I think Tottenham might might be leaning Tottenham dub. Liverpool stinks right now somehow, but uh, nah, I like the draw. They'll rebound, uh, and and Son not going to be playing. So yeah, I like the I like the I like the draw there. Good pick, good solid pick. Segways us perfectly into our next segment, the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. It's a uh, tough tough week right now. Uh, a tough uh, tough situation entirely for the Bucks. On a skid, getting uh, getting embarrassed on Thursday night football with a second half collapse. There, I really needed them to win that game, uh, just because I hate Baltimore. And uh, but you know, it's 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 to no fault of his that the team is struggling. I gotta I gotta go back to Carl Nassib for this week. Um, playing playing hard, uh, only notched one tackle, but you know he's 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 making an impact. They're they're on the edge, you know, not getting consistent enough playing time to put up great stats, but he's he's playing well as a rotational piece on that on that defensive front. So big big performances from Carl Nassib. I got I gotta lock him in, gotta go with my Penn State boy, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Makes sense to me. Let's move on now to the greasy gambling picks. They were Greasy as could be last week, we went a combined one and nine. One and one and eight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maths. It was miserable. Like I said, that that Utah that BS uh, Utah pulled on on that Thursday night. It set us. It just set us up with some bad juju, and 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 thankfully we were actually zero and eight. It came down to Monday night football, and and Jimmy. Jimmy pulled through. The Cleveland Football Browns pulled through for us to not get completely, completely skunked. Rough week. I'm one and one and five over the last two weeks out of that hot start to put me below uh below five hundred here. Yeah, but we're gonna bounce back this week. We'll start with uh Jimmy hot in the streets. We're gonna start with him. He has the Rams plus three. I do like this with with Cooper Cup in the game. Uh, without Cooper Cup, I would hate this pick. So it is a little risky taking this on a Thursday, but as we said earlier, I uh, feel like Cooper Cup's going to play. Jimmy wouldn't know that because he's never on these podcasts anymore and doesn't talk to us. He is doing good with the TikToks, though, so shout out, Jim. Then we have the Minnesota Vikings, minus three. They are they are at the Washington Commanders. That's right, at the Commies. So uh, Kirk Cousins on a Sunday, one p.m. Hard to bet against him there. Red Hot Vikings minus three, and then Jimmy's lock of the week is the Arizona Cardinals minus two points at home, divisional game against the Seattle Seahawks. I do like this pick only because, like, it, like I said, is like eighty percent of the money or eighty percent of the bets, ninety percent of the money are on the Seahawks. So Vegas will will be able to build a new fountain this spring if uh, the Arizona Cardinals cover here. So best of luck to you, Jim. I'm I'm not gonna shit on those picks uh, except for the Vikings one. I'll just go straight to mine. I'm taking the Commanders plus three at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I think this is a disgusting pick, and I hate it. Why would anyone bet on Taylor Heineke to beat the 6-1 and one Minnesota Vikings? Uh, because maybe they're at home on a shitty field. 
all the attention is on their shitty owner who of course now he's actually having to sell the team because they found out he was fucking with the money <laughs> and taken and uh you know obviously he was being dishonest with that as as well as everything else in his life you know maybe now that he's actually looking into selling the team that's just going to bounce like good juju towards the the commies here so commanders plus 3 and then, oh God, I am torn between this N- these two NFC South teams. The Panthers I have here plus seven and a half at the Bengals. It's the sharp pick. The Bengals are banged up. Offensive line, no Jamar Chase. Offense was looking stale against the Browns. They're coming off a short week. Panthers defense is respectable, even though their record doesn't say so. Uh, Dante Foreman is running the ball well, probably getting Chuba Hubbard back to to split some carries, pick up some workload. I really do like that Panthers pick, but I'm going to have to switch it to the Falcons. I'm going to have to switch it to the Falcons, plus three at home, home dog. Joshua Palmer is the number one wide receiver for the for the uh, Chargers. Hard for them to probably move the ball here. Everyone's going to be looking at Austin Eckler on de- their defense, and he's limited as well. He's been banged up with an ankle, so the uh, Chargers are, have the injury bug. Uh, give me the Falcons plus three. That's going to be a gross game, though. I can already tell. Those are two fucky teams. Uh, give me the Falcons. And then my lock of the week, I got to go back to the overs. Gotta go back. I've been hitting overs pretty well on these. I am gonna go with the North Carolina University of North Carolina versus University of Virginia over sixty and a half points. Somehow everyone's taking the under on this game. Like the public's on the under. I don't get it. It's a ACC matchup. Overs usually coming in pretty hot. Over sixty and a half. UNC Virginia, my lock. What do you got, Danny? Yeah, I love I love the uh love the Falcons pick. It's a it's an abdomen injury for Eckler, which popped up midweek. Didn't get a lot of details about it, so we, we didn't we didn't put that in there. But uh yeah, I love the love the Falcons pick. Home dogs are always a good pick. Got a couple I'll be tweeting uh, out the Panthers. We're gonna I got a I got a home dog for you as well. Um I'm ice cold, by the way. Ice cold. So this is a this is a big week. Big week for me. I'm due. I got a. I got a bit. Let me. Let me start. I'll start with the lock. Here's. Here's. Here's what I'm doing. So these service academy games. The past 26 service academy games, um, 23 times the under has hit, uh, with two overs and one push. So 40 and a half is the is the over under for for Air Force Army this weekend. I'm not gonna take it. I'm just gonna tell you all six of our listeners to take it because they'll win you some money. But I am gonna stay on that game and take Army plus seven and a half. I think they cover. I think they keep it close. All these service academy games seem to kind of be be close, tough fought, low scoring games. Even though both these guys are putting up a lot of points this this year, so still I'd still hammer the over. I mean the under, but I'm not taking it. Army plus seven and a half is my lock. They're gonna keep it close. Might win it outright. Oh like uh, my my home dog, Stanford plus four and a half. Uh, Washington State home versus Washington State. Washington State screwed me last week. Uh, Stanford bad team, but they've been playing tough at home. I like them to cover four and a half, and I like Syracuse another dog plus four at Pitt. I think Syracuse bounces back, and gets a win outright there. So I 
I took three dogs, and I, I honestly, if you want to make some big money, I'm flipping it around this week. I'm going three and zero, and I would I would sprinkle these money lines if you want to want to hit some big money. I like all all of them to win outright. Yeah, can I also? I forgot. I do like those picks. Stanford, not not really. That's gross, but we have been living in the gross. I got fucked on my lock too. West Virginia was covering like the entire fourth quarter, and then TCU garbage time last minute of the game. To, fourth, to go. fourth down too. Fourth down, they threw a bomb for no reason. Yeah, tough. That's yeah. bullshit. That's and fucking that, yeah, bullshit. That was, yeah, we were we were doomed. We were doomed from the start. That was as soon as we we just got off to that terrible garbage, and oh, it, was, it was down. The Lions plus three and a half lost by four. Oh, was covering man. almost oh, the whole my. game. Your Falcons pick too. Oh my gosh! Falcons I'm not, I, minus I, four. Get sent to overtime on a last second fucking bomb, Hail Mary bomb to DJ Moore, and I get fucked. I knew I was fucked the second he caught that ball because, well, I thought the extra point was going in. And then even when it went to overtime, I was just like, yeah, uh, I'm fucked. So, yeah, I got three bad beats, all three bad beats. I lost by a half a point on two of them, and then I got fucked in the last second of the game on West Virginia. So, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that is a that is a, an outrageous week. I'm I apologize for me complaining because you got it way worse. I didn't even realize. And it's now the middle of the third quarter. Ever since we started recording, there hasn't been a single point scored in this Coastal Carolina game, and they just got stuffed on third and one to punt. Get on, uh, get on our Twitter at Return to Play Pod. <laughs> Argue with me about my my top twenty five poll. Don't forget about that. I, I do have I do have some. You did. Oh yeah, I got some and, consistent. And, uh, and consistent. I was uh, shout out my boy my boy Nick Schweitzer. Yeah, you're committed. You're committed. I love it. Uh, but uh, I got some good uh good takes on the uh the initial college football playoff ranking too. TCU kind of getting hosed a little bit. So get on there, argue with me. I love it. Love the banter. I'll argue about anyone about anything at any given time about college football. So was right about. LSU being ranked a little higher. Yeah, that's outrageous, though. It's it's what Chris Chris Felica was saying. Georgia even being Georgia like obliterating Oregon, who they have eight, and then and Georgia being all the way down to three is is just a nothing. They're so inconsistent. It's wild. And TCU with the four straight ranked wins being as low as they are. There's some wild takes for the committee. It's it's very inconsistent on what they uh, what they value. But that's enough. uh, Enough college football complaining right now. I think Ga- that's games have to be played. Yeah, it's a it's a long one. You got some you got some work cut out for you to get this under an hour. I well, think we're, we're, I think we're right at that. Yeah, we're we're at fifty seven minutes, and uh, we will get this down to about fifty. November's in full swing. I don't know what it's like up in Ohio. It was seventy three and sunny today here, so kind of w- still weird to me. We're approaching Thanksgiving, and I don't need more than a light jacket walking out to my car in the mornings. No matter where you are in the country, remember to stay healthy, America.